This is Rachel Inman, and you are listening to He Holds Me Together podcast, where we will discuss God, faith, anxiety, depression, and the highs and lows in life, and that through God, He holds us together. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on another podcast today, He Holds Me Together. I'm so excited to be here today and the Lord has really been knocking on my heart to share and talk about the Beatitudes in Matthew. And I really wanted to kind of dig deep into the Sermon on the Mount and to discuss each section where Jesus talks about on the mountain about the different things that he discusses like the salt and the light, murder, which... We're not going to be doing any of that because that is wrong. But, you know, just what he says about that, like the love for our enemies, giving to the needy when we pray, fasting, those kinds of things. Oaths, divorce, love, an eye for an eye. I thought it would be really awesome to dig deep into these different things that Jesus talked about and shared with his followers and the disciples at the time when he was, you know, giving the Sermon on the Mount. So, I'm really excited to share this and to dig deep and to learn a little bit more about it, not only for myself, but with you guys as well. But I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Mine's been pretty good. Um, Evan and I are in the process of still moving and things like that. So by the time you guys listen to this, we might actually be moved into our new place, which is very, very exciting. So a lot of change is happening, which... Evan and I both don't really handle change very well, and that's okay. I know a lot of people don't. Let's just say my anxiety has been a little bit through the roof a little bit here recently. So if you're out there, if you could just say a little prayer for me and for Evan that we could have some peace, you know, with this move. I mean, God's already given us a lot of peace about it. You know, it's kind of just fallen in our lap. But, you know, just not to have the anxiety and stress over things because that can cause a lot of conflict and things like that. So if you are going through those same things, you know, through change, no matter what it is, if it's moving or a different job or anything like that, just remember that God is always with you and he's always there to protect you and give you peace as well. So I guess before we get started, I'll go ahead and pray before we get to reading. Um, If you are driving, please do not close your eyes while we pray. (laughs) That's uh, not a good thing. Keep your eyes on the road so you can just listen and pray along with your heart. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for this time that you've given to us to come together. Whoever is out there listening to this who is needing some kind of encouragement or just to hear your word and to be prayed for and to recognize that they are noticed and that you love them and that you are always there for them no matter what happens and that you give such an amount of peace that will never compare to anything in this world. And Lord God, I just pray that whoever is listening to this will just know that they are important and so loved and that you have a purpose in their life. And that through this podcast that you would be able to let everyone's light shine and help them grow a little bit closer to you, God. Keep everyone safe and happy. Amen. So if you don't know, the Beatitudes are actually found in Matthew chapter 5, which you've probably hear a lot of people talk about the Beatitudes or just Matthew in general. I mean, it's a great book, a lot of awesome stories that really did happen, really great for the faith and things like that. So I am going to read the first part. Today we are just going to be talking about the Beatitudes and kind of opening that up a little bit and focusing on that. So I'm going to start reading in Matthew chapter 5 verse 1. 
And if you want to follow along, if you just want to listen, you can always go back and re-listen to this and take notes if you'd like. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. I do just want to stop right there. Can you imagine the crowd that was there to see Jesus? I mean, people had heard all about Jesus and the miracles that he was doing, you know, just from his disciples and followers. And could you imagine like physically seeing Jesus with your eyes. I could not even imagine the amount of people that was there. Even when, when they talk about in Matthew when Jesus feeds the 5,000, that's not even including the women and children. I mean, that's so many people. I can't say I've seen that many people at one time. But just to imagine the crowds that were there and that Jesus went up on a mountaintop so everyone could see them and he could sit down and teach his word and how we're supposed to live and to set an example of how we should live as Christians and his disciples were there so let me reread that again now when Jesus saw the crowds he went up on the mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And that's Matthew chapter 5, one, uh, verse 1 through 12. I did want to kind of break down a few words really quick here that I looked up actually. So I was wondering, what does beatitude even mean? Like, what is the definition of beatitudes? I thought it was like, I don't know, beatitudes. Like, I think about like attitudes. But it means, beatitude means supreme blessedness and um the definition of blessed means to be made holy and then sometimes I get the word righteousness a little bit confused but it means the quality of being morally right or justifiable so these are just great reminders that when you're going through trials and when you're going through certain things in life that God is telling us to be blessed. And the way that this kind of thinks, you know, the way it's worded, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, you know, things like that. You know, if you are mourning, you will be comforted. And it kind of reminds me of the scripture. So I also got to thinking about how the way that this is worded, I don't know why, but it comes to my mind about Ecclesiastes, you know, um, with the Beatitudes here, the way it's wrote is, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, and so on and so forth. And the way that it's broke up into 
two different things, it made me think about the scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter number three, and it's a time for everything. So it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And that is Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 through 8. And Ecclesiastes was actually one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, Whenever I'm struggling with my depression and anxiety, I really like going through and reading that. And I love that short little verse. It's so encouraging just that to give us grace and to remind us and especially me, that there is a time for everything in our life. And it's okay to go through different things. You know, there is a time to go through, you know, to weep. And there is a time to laugh. And there's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. And the same thing like over here where he's talking about in the Beatitudes is, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Because we're reminded that God is the comforter. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and he will comfort us even when we don't feel like we want to be comforted. There's been times where I'm like, Lord, just let me mourn in my sadness. But Jesus comes in and God comes in and gives you just a comfort and a peace that you can't explain. And it's so beautiful. And here we see where it says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So God is saying, blessed are those who who seek being righteousness, who seek doing good things for me. For if you hunger and thirst for those things, God is going to fill you. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Isn't that such a beautiful thing that God gives us mercy? Even when we don't deserve it. God was the mercy that came in and, and gave it to us. And that is just so beautiful. And then blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Anybody out there who's pure of heart, raise their hand. I can't do that. I'm so sorry. And I feel terrible. But we need to have a pure heart in order to see the beauty of God. And we have to be able to come to God wholeheartedly with our hearts clean so that we can see him. Because if we have our hearts filled with just junk and things that we don't need in it, how are we going to see God? How are we going to see how life is so beautiful if we can't move the junk out of our life? Like, for example, um, just right now here recently, you know, we all go through different things and struggles. And I just feel like right now I'm really struggling with anxiety and just feeling really down. And it's just a beautiful reminder that I'm holding things in and holding things back 
And if I can't let those those things go and have a pure, clean heart so I can see God, how am I going to see him clearly? I feel like I'm seeing God without my glasses on. It's blurry. It's hard to make out. I don't know what to do. I can't see it properly. But it's like whenever I get my glasses cleaned up good and I put them on, I can see so clear. And that's how it is with our hearts when we come to God is that he wants us to be wholeheartedly seeking him and give our hearts to him and let us clean our hearts out and get rid of that junk that we don't need, no matter what that is. And talking about the next one is blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. We as children of God should be peacemakers. Let me tell you, if in this moment, as I'm reading this, that I don't have conviction right now, then there's something wrong. <laughs> um, you know, God's really been working on my heart here recently, you know, to be a peacemaker. And I feel like my flesh is wanting to fight. And I'm like, I'm so aggravated. I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated just at things and certain people. And I'm just like, I just want to yell at them and tell them what's on my mind. And, you know, I always tell people when I tell a story of what's happened or what's been said to me, I'm like, you know what? And I want to tell them this, this and this. But I don't do that. Because in the moment when I'm in that moment, and I want to do those things. (laughs) And say hurtful things, which I'm not going to lie, we're all human. We all have thoughts in our mind where we want to say hurtful things. And that's where God calls us that we need to be a peacemaker. And those times in my life where I've been around people where they do things to me or have said stuff to me that just really get under my skin. I'm just like, I'm about to flip out is when I try to tell myself it's not worth it. God's got the victory anyways. And that if I am a true Christian, how does that make God look? If I'm blowing up and yelling at people and flipping out and getting angry and saying hurtful words, that's not a good representation of Jesus because Jesus is is far from hatred and anger. And so this is just a beautiful reminder right here that blessed are those who are peacemakers. We are blessed. If we are going to be peacemakers for Jesus, we will be blessed. And well, they'll be called children of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Look, I have, I cannot say that I have ever been persecuted for sharing God's word for talking about Jesus. I, you know, back in Bible times, if you were to talk about God in a place where it was not allowed, you would be stoned to death. You would have been beheaded. You would have been thrown in a prison, starved to death, hung, brutal deaths and brutal persecutions. I mean, I cannot imagine. And thinking about the missionaries that sacrificed their lives and their families to go over to these foreign lands to share the gospel with others so that they can live a life with God. And how scary it must be to go over to a foreign land and share the word of God with people. I would be just thinking about it would give me so much fear. But what a blessing it would be to know that you had 
been righteousness for God and that you did what God called you to do. And you went out there and you were a peacemaker and you shown mercy to people. And that's what we're called to do as children of God. We're not supposed to be bitter. We're not supposed to be resentful. We're not supposed to be hateful. We're not supposed to be judgmental. And those are things that we all humans struggle with on a day-to-day basis. I mean, those are things that I struggle with too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm not because Jesus is the only one who is perfect and who will ever be perfect. But God calls us to be better. And Jesus led the Beatitudes, you know, and he led the good spirit of being a disciple and showing what it is to be filled with God. And we could have those things in our life. Like I said, if we would just clear the things out of our heart and be pure of heart and come to God at his feet with our arms stretched out and just say, God, look, here I am. I'm a mess. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to Jesus and just been like, look, Jesus, it's me again, Rachel. I'm sorry. You're, you probably get tired of hearing me say, here I am again. But he never gets tired of it because he loves us. And no matter how many times we backslide or we, we don't stay on the right path, Jesus is always there for us. And I always think about when um, Jesus was having his last supper and how humble he was when he washed his disciples' feet. And how he knew that one of those people in there, Judas, was going to betray him. Judas betrayed him and he still chose to wash his feet and to serve him. Because that's what we as Christians are supposed to do. People who persecute us, we are supposed to love them. Those who say hurtful things to our face or behind our backs, we are supposed to love them. If something's been said or done by someone that we thought loved us we're supposed to forgive and love them and trust me loving someone who has hurt you is so hard to do it's something that I'm battling with in my own spiritual walk with God right now is loving someone even though they've hurt me and trying not to allow my flesh to get in the way of the blessings and the joy that I could have because I'm holding on to something Or I'm not allowing the God to move in my life the way that I would like because I'm being selfish. God doesn't call us to be like that. God calls us to be humble and wash the people's feet who have persecuted us. And to serve them and to love them. How else are they going to know that God, there is a God that exists if we are throwing hands and wanting to fight them and you're like cash me outside how about that we whatever phrase it is we can't be like that and that is just a beautiful reminder of how God is just so amazing and how much I and you can take God for granted and the things that he is able to the things that he is capable of doing in our life but we can't see past that because we hold on to certain things And we can't see the blessings in our life. See right here. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. 
right here he says rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you and that's what i think when jesus is up there telling this sermon on the mount is he's like rejoice be glad because great is your reward in heaven i mean great is the reward not okay is the reward not good is the reward how great is the reward in heaven and how beautiful i mean he's talking about the people that were back before this time the people that were killed and prosecuted because of being a prophet for jesus and how they are in heaven and glory with him and and theirs is the kingdom of heaven Because right here it says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They're in heaven. They don't have to worry about the hate and the persecution and the insults and people being evil and just unkind. They don't have to worry about those things because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They're in heaven with Jesus and with God who gives them the peace that they need in their life. So... I hope that this has been a little bit of an encouragement for you today. I didn't really know where this was going to go when I sat down and pressed the record button, but my heart really feels like that that's where God wanted me to take me. And I know that this is something that I really needed today is that I am blessed if I allow myself to have a pure heart so that I can see God and that I must be a peacemaker and that my spiritual flesh must must match my flesh you know body and match to be a peacemaker cuz like i said my heart is saying yeah let let's be peacemakers but my flesh is like let's fight and we can't do that as christians and that even though people have persecuted me or not even necessarily persecute, because like I said, I haven't dealt with that. But people who have been just rude to me or hateful to me or have said things about me, whether it's to my face or behind my back in secret, God knows what is said behind closed doors. And even though I can't hear them, you can still feel the burden that people say about you, I feel, and that you carry that weight with you and you don't have to carry the weight of what other people think about you or say about you because you are not identified through them. You're identified through who you are in Christ. And that's what is important is living for him and seeking God's approval and not people approval. And I'm just going to say I am a people pleaser. I like making everybody happy and I've had to learn that I can't please everybody and that not everybody's gonna like me but just because they don't like me doesn't mean I can't love them I mean think about all the people that don't like God and and God still chooses to love them and give them mercy look at Nineveh God sent Jonah to go to Nineveh and and Jonah didn't even want to go to Nineveh because he's like these people are crazy over there they're evil and just they'll kill me and why are you gonna send me there send somebody else And then Jonah tried running away from God and then got swallowed into the belly of a whale. And then guess what? That's right. Jonah still ended up in Nineveh because that's where God called him to go. And even though these people were terrible, God gave them a chance to surrender their hearts to him and to love God. And that's what happened. Jonah went. He discipled. He loved them even when he didn't want to. 
Jonah thought God was crazy for sending him over there. He didn't think that he would make a difference. But here's the thing. God made the difference through Jonah. If it was if Jonah had just went without God, there would have been no change. But there was change in Nineveh because God was in Jonah. And that's where the change happens is when God is living in you. No matter where you're at, if you work at a school or if it's at your work or if you're a mother who stays at home or or a stay-at-home wife or if it's at any job that you're at or anything like that, you can serve God and make a difference because of him, not because of yourself. And that's something that we have to remind ourselves too: is not take all the pride and say, oh, look what I did. It's what what. Look what God did through me. I shined my light for him and he used me for a purpose. And that's what God does is he gives you a purpose if you allow him to use you. And that, like I said, I say this all the time, how beautiful God is. I mean, he truly is beautiful. And it's just amazing how I know how he can take me You know, we all feel like we're nobodies and turn me into a somebody because I love God and because I know he loves me. And that's what makes the journey of walking with God and being a Christian is so beautiful. Yeah, you're going to have your ups and downs. Is it always going to be fun? No, but that's where our faith comes in and God comes in and he shows us the way no matter what. And even when we can't see the path clearly, he'll fix our eyes so they're not so blurry so we can see him. But like I was mentioning earlier where it's talking about in the Beatitudes is blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. We have to be able to clear our hearts so that our hearts can open up and that our eyes could see and so our ears. And then when it gets to that point when we start filling our our mind and soul and heart with God then our feet start to move and then our feet start to move and we become a disciple and then our hands start to work and then we become a servant and then that's not a servant to like you know like cleaning and things like that but serving for the Lord and doing what God's called you to do because that's what we're called to do is be a disciple for God So I hope you all really enjoyed this podcast today. I know it was something that I really needed. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Bye.